This is 4H4U2, a podcast from the Mississippi State University Extension Service promoting 4-H programs and positive youth development. Here now your host, Dr. John Long and Kobe Rutherford. All right, and welcome to yet another uh, podcast of 4H4U2. How is everybody doing today? Man, it's a lovely day outside. I'm so happy to be here today, John. We are so glad to have, uh, I don't know, what you fellow, uh, well, co-worker, fellow beard brother, uh, what do you want to call it? I feel a little left out without the beard, but you know. Hey. I'm I'm losing it on top, you can big time. He, he can, he it's can. not too late. He's got a good head of hair, so you know I'm jealous. I'm jealous of Kobe. Um, but Brad with ATV Safety is here, and uh, Brad and well, all of us kind of work in kind of the corner. I guess I'm the outsider. My office is a little bit further away from everybody else's, but. Brad's going to talk to us about ATV safety, and that's something extremely important, as we all know. Uh, and I guess we just want to start out by saying, Brad, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, where you come from, and, and uh, how you got involved with the, the 4-H ATV safety. Well, that's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see if I can answer it. Um, well, uh, I'm from Alabama originally. Uh, went to school at Auburn University. My wife got a professorship at Mississippi State, and here we are. Uh, I just kind of lucked into the 4-H uh, position, and I guess I like what I'm doing, so I'm still here. Good, good. And kids. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I love working with kids. Mm-hmm. Are you and have about, some yourself. Oh, yeah, yeah I have yeah. some myself. I've got two kids. <laughs> you love them so much you had to. <laughs> yeah, I had two of them, and we're not getting any more. No, no, no that's right. <laughs> I don't like them that much. <laughs> <laughs> You're like Lee Ann. She said if we'd have had our boy first, we wouldn't have had another one. So, well, see, I said the opposite. If we'd have had our girl first, we probably wouldn't have had another. Oh, re- okay, okay, That's cool, funny. cool. But you do like working with kids. Oh yes, yeah. like working with kids. They're lots of fun. Yeah. Uh, can be stressful sometimes, but it's, it's worth it in the end. Yeah. Now, Brad, your education training, formal education, is in fisheries, right? Fisheries so, and wildlife. Fisheries and wildlife. So it kind of makes sense that ATV kind of goes hand in hand with the hunting and outdoors and kind of seems like a good fit to me. Yeah, a, a lot of the jobs I had in the past, you know, required me to work, to ride ATVs, you know, through the woods or, or on the fish farm, whatever. So, you know, that was kind of my selling point when I applied for the job that, mm-hmm. you know, I've, I've driven ATVs, you know, professionally, so to speak, for, for several years before I had this job. I don't, I don't know... I don't know if any of y'all were had three wheelers. Did anybody have a three wheeler? I didn't own one, but I've ridden one okay, several yeah. times when I was younger. I had one. I think mine was a nineteen eighty two model. It was a one ten. It was a three wheeler. And the, the I'm gonna tell a quick story about my experience. You know, I wanted one bad. Well, I came home and for my birthday there was one sitting in my front yard. I jumped on that thing and took off. You know, no helmet or anything, right? And uh, my dad and mom were sitting on the front porch, and I took off, and I made a loop around the house. Well, I, did, I couldn't make the turn, and I slammed into my dad's truck, and I jumped off of it, and I didn't ride it for, like, probably a day or so. so. <laughs> but safety standards are so much different now, uh, and they finally wised up and realized four wheels were better than three, I guess. Yes. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what took them so long to decide that. Yeah, it it kind of seems... You know, obvious now, but 
it wasn't a thing that was thought of, you know, back in the 80s. Right. And we had no no rider safety courses that I was aware of. How old is this program or how young is it? Uh, approximately 10 years old, I would say. Uh, and I guess we're kind of unique in Mississippi. Uh, many states don't require, you know, various – or many states have, you know, different laws. Uh, Mississippi's kind of unique in the fact that we require – you know, riders under 16 to, to have a safety card through one of the ASI-approved, uh, ATV Safety Institute-approved courses. Mm-hmm. And we also require riders under 16 to have a helmet on public land. That's cool. That's cool. And does that uh, certification, does that apply to only public land, or is that private as well? Well, the way the law's written, it's only, the law's only written for public land. Uh, of course, it's my recommendation you should have a helmet anytime you get on an sure. ATV. yeah. I know there are times that when, so my story, I had a, a Kawasaki Bayou 210 growing up, and that thing would go, it would fairly fly. And, of course. Uh, was that uh, one fairly jacked up kind of high? Too? It, it kind of was. Yeah, I but remember that. It wasn't a racing one. We right. used it on the farm, and uh, I would just take off and full speed ahead. And uh, one time I flipped it, and uh, I actually cracked a couple of ribs. Oh. But, uh, you know, I just, I didn't have on a helmet, and it could have been a lot worse. But yeah, it's something we didn't think about growing up. Yeah, we we definitely didn't think about it, you know. And riding, and I'll they, they don't. I guess the term of limitations has gone out on right getting a ticket. But <laughs> I mean, we rode them all over public roads too, mm-hmm. and didn't think anything about it, you know. Really, and my and the funny thing was is our parents let us do it, you know. Right, it was just strange, you know. Yeah. Looking like Brad, you said, <laughs> I don't know why, but looking it back, on just it. never crossed our minds, right? You right. know, uh, to jump in with the the wrecking stories i think i think it was my goal in life to wreck in every possible way when i was growing up we i, I got one stuck in a tree and we had to cut the tree down oh, to get goodness. the four-wheeler out wow that's a long story i won't go over yeah. it right now but <laughs> i want to hear that when yeah. we're off air one day it may not be suitable for air i don't know um so how large is the atv safety course in the united states um, it's a large yeah it, it's large yeah. uh you know, based on, you know, when I got trained, I had to go out to Oklahoma for a week to get trained, you know, to teach these classes. And we had people from all over the United States. You know, uh, we had a guy from Oklahoma, Florida, mm-hmm. Arkansas, you know, I can't remember where all everybody was from, but I think everybody in the class was from a different state. Right, right. So, you know, and every state kind of varies in their their methods of, you know, their uh, programming. Right, right. And it's you and I were talking this morning about uh, the the length of that course and it being a week long. And I asked you if there was much classroom time, and you said, "No, we didn't spend much time in the classroom. Uh, we'd meet in the class every morning, you know, kind of go over some non-writing type things, you know, how, how to go into schools and, right. and and get our message across. But no, most of the most of the forty-hour week." Or they advertise forty hours. It's actually about a sixty-hour week. Right. But uh, most of that week was riding four wheelers. We okay. either taught classes or we were the guinea pigs while other instructors were teaching classes. That goes back to like four H, learn by doing, right? Yeah, that's that's exactly what that was the model. Yeah. Teach the teachers. Exactly. Exactly. So with this certification, could you kind of walk us through like your how you do courses i know there's kind of like maybe two different type courses you do i'm talking about as far as the 
I know you were talking about doing like a rider course right. and then being certified to teach or okay. to talk about so, it. Tell uh, us about that. The two main courses that ASI provides, which, like I said, that's the ATV Safety Institute. It's, it's all the big manufacturers, Honda, Yamaha, Kawasaki, whatnot. They all went together and formed this entity that, you know, uh, promotes ATV safety across the nation. Uh, basically, they have two levels of courses. Uh, there's the e-course, which is an online computer uh, course. It takes about two hours to complete. Uh, that gets you familiar with just the basics of ATV safety and, you know, what an ATV is and, and that kind of thing. And then after you complete the e-course, you can take the rider course, which is a, a hands-on you know, half-day class where we put you on an obstacle course with an ATV and we teach you how to how to ride it safely and have fun at the same time. Mm-hmm. I took, I think I took mine, the rider course, about 11 years ago. And I'm going to tell you what, that was, I don't know how long we were out there, but I had dirt all over me and I was worn out. I mean, it was, it was very physically taxing on you. Yeah, so people don't. The- Oh, go ahead. Uh, from an adult standpoint, did you take something away from that course, that training? I mean, did you, uh, what did you learn new from that? Well, I can tell you this, that um, I learned that there was a lot of things that I, were, that I was not doing that I needed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, normally, and I think Brad, if we'll touch on the equipment in a minute, I, I had probably never worn probably 90% of the, the stuff that, that we were required to wear during the course. And the I like the mechanical issues, you know, where you're talking about check this and this every time you got on. That was something I'd never never done either. So, but it was it was a lot of um, maneuvering and just kind of experiencing. You know, it was just a different experience for oh, sure. Interesting. Mm-hmm. What about Brad? What uh, talking about equipment? Tell us tell us about the equipment that's required when you don't do the rider course okay so for my rider course i require all my students to have you know proper gear and then we start off with a helmet it you know i won't let anybody on a four-wheeler without a helmet right. um, you know it needs to be a dot approved helmet so like i joke around with my my kids when i do safety days you know bicycle helmets football helmets they're just not good enough right you, know, you need a real dot approved helmet you know it's approved for the crash that you potentially could have in the speeds that you'd be traveling on a four-wheeler. Right. And I, I wanted to just stop right here. We had advisory, ATV advisory council this this last week. When was no, it? No, it was Monday. It, it was Monday. I'm telling you, this is crazy. <laughs> it's, it's been, been a long, long week. week. Yeah, it's a long week. I mean, but anyway, um, and it's for a good reason too, I guess, right? Yeah. Uh, with Congress coming up. But anyway, we had an ATV advisory council, and I found out a very fascinating fact that i never knew before kobe let me ask you this Uh oh yeah how many times can you drop a helmet on the ground before it becomes ineffective or you, hmm. or that you should not wear it anymore well now this I is mean, high I, I would say several times but my my gut tells me that if you drop it once it's probably uh compromise integrity of it that a little bit. Is, that's correct. And Brad, tell us why that is. I, I could not believe that. It's not necessarily you look for cracks on the outside of the shell. You know, that's what most people would think. If you drop it and it didn't crack, it should right. be good. But it's the internal components of the helmet, the foam and whatnot, uh, that could get out of, out of line or compressed and never, never really gain that uh, 
foaminess back, I right. guess. Or protective, <laughs> right, pr- protecting right. your, your egg there. So. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if you drop your helmet once or, uh, you know, especially if you have a crash, you should replace that helmet. That's, that's the recommendation. That is that, – that really, like I said, surprised me because – and it and I tell you another thing is it teaches if you're going to have your kids on an ATV, you need to be careful that they understand that, you know, because here I am, I'm old – and I never knew that. So. Yeah. I mean, how many people are tossing their helmets in the backs of the trucks exactly. or on the concrete when they get home, just tossing the garage? Yeah, exactly. So uh, what else? What else did you have there? We talked right. helmet, and then I'm, I'm so, sorry I interrupted you. So like yeah. I said, helmet's the number one most important piece of equipment. Uh, I preach that all the time. Uh, and then, you know, we go into eye protection next. Uh, you know, if you can't see, you can't drive. Right. So, you know, they make goggles that slip over the helmets or, you know, even safety glasses will work, you know, shatterproof safety glasses. Just something to protect your eyes from the bugs, you know, dirt, whatever that, that may may cause you not to be able to see what yeah, you're people, riding. People don't think about that, but you just think about, like, if you're riding whatever and it's like going down the road and you hit a bug with a windshield, you know, it makes a big splat. You imagine if that hit your eye, that you could probably blind you. Well, I'll, I'll tell you. A real a quick story about why I'm a, a believer in eye protection. We were actually riding four-wheelers up in Alabama, in the mountains of Alabama, so to speak, uh, and the guy in front of me broke a chain on his four-wheeler. Oh. And I ended up getting hot sparks in my eye and oh. had to go to the doctor and have them removed. Oh, goodness. Great. So yeah. ever since then, I'm a firm believer in you know eye protection. I guarantee is what I say in uh, 4-H safety. Uh, you only got two, and you got to take care of them. So you Go don't down. get you don't get another one. So hmm. all right. So uh, we talked about that, and then what what else? Okay, uh, and I'll be a little quicker on these sure. other ones. Um, you know, you got your head protection, your eye protection. The next thing you want to protect is your hands. Uh, you know, wear a good pair of gloves. That gives you a good grip on the on the ATV in case your hands get sweaty or whatever. It's wet, and it also you know will protect you from briars or you know, branches or stuff like that if you're driving through, you know, uh, some vegetation or whatnot. Right. And then uh, to go on along, I would say long sleeves and long pants, both for, you know, protection from limbs, briars, that kind of thing. Or if you did fall off, it's going to protect you, you know, keep you from getting that road rash type injuries. Right. And then, uh, you know, another thing about the long pants, you know, you're sitting on top of the motor. So if you've got shorts on and you just barely touch that muffler or the motor on either side, you know, that's an instant burn. Right. But then you think, well, what if I flipped and I've got shorts on and I'm stuck under this for even 30 seconds? It could be, you know, go from just a little burn to a pretty severe burn pretty yeah, quick. Major, major. And then the, the last thing I recommend is wear, you know, over-the-ankle, closed-toed shoes. And that's basically the same reason. You want to protect your feet, mm-hmm. uh, you know, both from being burned and from you know, abrasion-type injuries. Right, right. Well, with um, with that, all of that, and I know some people say, oh, well, I don't want to wear that because it's so hot, and, you know, and all this stuff, and, you know, I, I can drive, and I hear a lot, you know, people say, well, I've been driving my whole life, you know. Well, yeah. it's just like anything, if you lose respect for it, it can hurt you, so. That's right, yeah. Um, I, I actually uh, have come up on, in my life, have come up on two uh, ATV accidents where fatalities occurred, 
both of those were when they were riding them on paved roads and both of them had multiple riders so what do we preach in in uh in your course brad so in my view both of those are a no-no uh atvs are not designed to ride on the road uh you know the way that the way they're set up the tires and whatnot they don't handle as good on the road it's really easy to flip especially at higher speeds and then on you know on top of that you've got cars trucks 18 wheelers on the roads as well they're not looking for ATVs. They're too small, and by the time they see you, it's usually too late. And then um, as far as multiple passengers, you know, 99% of the ATVs out there are designed for one person only. If you look at the stickers, there'll be two or three, four stickers on, on one ATV that, that says something to the effect of no passengers. And the reason behind that, you know, the seat's really big. Everybody thinks, you know, let's just pile as many people on here. Right. But to truly be in control of your ATV, you need to be able to move around on that seat and shift your weight, you know, depending on where the turn is or if there's a hill or, or whatnot. Right. So that, that whole seat is yours. You, you, you don't have enough room to share it with someone else. Right. And yeah. I, you may not realize it until it's too late. Right. Yeah. And, you know, when I talk to the kids about riding double like that, uh, you know, so you've got somebody on the back. What are they going to hold on to? Well, right. most likely they're going to hold on to the driver. Mm-hmm. So if the person on the back falls off, guess who's going with them? Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> person controlling the thing. Right? I never right. thought about that. <laughs> well, I, I'm fascinated by the fact that uh, that the the program or uh, your classes are open to a wide audience. So how how wide of an how, how how old do you have to be, I guess, in order to take the rider course? To take the rider course, uh, you need to be six years old and up uh you know we can do classes with families or we can do classes with you know similarly aged kids i don't like to you know have a six-year-old and a 16-year-old in the same class right you know you just teach differently and you know their their levels of control on the atvs are different different too so uh you know i like to keep my classes kind of the same age range but we go you know like i said ages six and up even into adults yeah, even into yeah, adults. Yeah, yeah I, I've done several classes where, you know, a whole family comes out. We do mom, dad, you know, brother, sister, cousin, whatever, you know, everybody in the same class. That's cool. And do these families that participate bring their own ATV? Uh, I have had people bring their own. Uh, we're lucky enough right now to where I've got several different size ATVs that are that are owned by Mississippi State and 4-H. So if you don't have one that you can bring – then, you know, a lot of times we can supply it. Like I said, I've got different different sizes for different age kids, so I make sure every person is on an ATV that fits them. Hmm. Uh, oh. Now, should you want to bring your own, that's perfectly fine. Uh, I would just have to inspect it first. I want to make sure you got, you've got working brakes and whatnot before I'd let you, right. you know, participate in the obstacle course. You don't want to bring your six-year-old up there and it's got like a 16 and older sticker on it. Exactly, whatever, so. exactly. It's got to be an age-appropriate Right. Uh, ATV, that's a good point. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, that uh, makes it in- pretty inclusive for anybody that wants to participate in this program. Yeah, They definitely. have a chance to do that. And it's it's so cool because it goes right along again because it is 4-H. It's youth development because we don't – it's just like in 4-H safety. You don't put a shotgun in the hands of an 8-year-old. So you put you put it in the appropriate size exactly. given the physical ability that the, that the, the young individual has. So. And along with that youth development note, we also 
you know, when we teach the class, we're not just talking about riding ATVs. Right. We're talking about respect the environment, respect, you know, the local laws, other people that may be on the trails, other people's property, right. that kind of thing as well. So, we, you know, it's it's not just riding. We're, we're trying to do a, a holistic approach, I right, guess. Right, right. What was that? I think I saw one time it was one of the slides that said about mud holes. Don't ride through them or something like that. Well, you know, <laughs> it's rather tempting to not. Well, it, it, it kind of just depends, you know. Uh, right. If you're on a public trail, right, right. you know, you're not supposed to leave that trail to make your own mud hole yeah, kind right. of thing. Sure, sure. If you're on somebody's private property and they don't mind you making a mud hole, hey, have fun. Yeah, knock yourself out. That's right. That's, That's funny. Right. Well, all right. I think we about wrapped it up. And yeah. Kobe, you got anything else? No, I sure appreciate Brad, Brad taking yeah. his time out to educate us some on ATV safety. That's awesome. We'll have to have you again sometime. Yeah, it'd be fun. Yeah. Um, no if you do want some more information about our rider course or our e-course, just contact your local extension agent. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can help you. And, you know, kind of what we do is I do classes on demand when I have enough people in one county that's that want to take a class, I'll, I'll load my trailer up and come on down, and we'll do a class. So just c- contact your local uh, extension agent for more information. Yeah, and you can also go to uh, extension.msu, I mean, .msstate.edu. I think I said that right. Yeah, that's right. And go to click on 4-H, and then if you scroll down, you'll see 4-H safety. And then when you open that up, you'll see... ATV, ATV safety, safety, and then you'll see 4-H safety, which is uh, AKA uh, the shooting sports. So Brad and I kind of share the safety, safety, right? That's so, right. So anyway, well, good. Well, thank you so much, Brad. We appreciate you coming in, and uh, y'all remember to get out, have fun, and ride safe. Keep it 4-H. Yep. Sounds good. All right. And Thanks for having time. me. That's right. We'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us for 4-H for YouTube. For more information, please visit extension.msstate.edu and be sure to subscribe to our podcast. 4H4U2 is produced by the Mississippi State University Extension Service, Office of Agricultural Communications.